episode 583 of the league cast podcast i am nick cooper and joining me is aiden rockarts hey how's it going and no colton because we had a uh, a little time zone mix up um so it will the time zones in... changed last week so <laughs> just a little miscommunication because we live in different time zones so uh he'll be with us next week um, but this week, uh, we're going to hear about a new patron, a little bit of leadcast news. We'll hear, uh, f- from, uh, in the new, new section, a new patch, uh, a new game and, uh, the Nico rework. Uh, I think we're going straight into competitive league then, and then, uh, close out with round table and mail fight. They didn't tell us about your week, buddy. Uh, it's not too crazy. Um, I played through kingdom hearts birth by sleep. Ooh. Which is the place the PlayStation Portable game from 2009 that they uh, redid for PlayStation 4, and that game was fun. Uh, it's really fun playing it in the same room as Kennedy because whenever anything in the story happens in those games, she goes, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to like kind of explain it, and I've been playing these games like since I've been a yeah, child, yeah. and I still can barely explain it. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like fun. It, it's it's been an enjoyable that's, experience. That's funny. I um, so, <laughs> I feel like yeah, some of those games are are a little difficult to. Uh... To, to pick up and follow yeah yeah i mean it, they fucking barely make sense um but it, it's fun i really enjoy it and i'm gonna play the 3ds one because i actually never played the 3ds one mm-hmm. um dream drop distance um because they they also made that one for playstation 4 so i'm gonna play that next i think and oh, then yeah. i'm gonna play some other games like doom eternal <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is a, yeah that's insane it's going uh it's going on the playstation like free games yeah dude it's, it's sick i get to play new games every month using mm-hmm. that fucking thing yeah, it's um, crazy. Also, fuck, please convince me not to buy Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It looks so good, but I don't. I want to just like wait like eight months and get it for free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's um, I, I it, it's going to be a little tough because I I the first one I think was fun, which is all that I can expect from a Star Wars game at this point. Um, I don't necessarily the, think the story was like so riveting that I like have to purchase like I have to pre-order it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But the way that game ends is like so fucking sick. It is like it is one of the coolest endings in in a video game. Uh and I, I think we've talked about it before, but um very, very cool. So looking forward to see how it progresses because presumably you would address the issue that, that arose yeah. at the end of that game, but I don't know how you do that. So I'm just excited. Mechanically it looks even better and like I, I just feel like it's one of those games that like fuck man. I think I w- I'm going to enjoy it a lot more if I spend zero dollars on it than if I spend like 70. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. And and I feel like 70 is like unavoidable at this point. So, yeah, maybe, maybe you but, do uh, wait. <laughs> outside of that, uh, League of Legends, just kind of ARAMs just chilling still. Um, I'm going to get back into ranked in June, I think. Um, still want to end master tier. Still want to try to push for GM in flex queue. Um, I also want to try a couple new things that I've been seeing pop up. I think ap tom kench is starting to be playable Ooh. i theorized this rod of ages build a while ago and now good tom kench players are on their <laughs> smurfs at least playing rod of ages tom kench mm. and i don't know man i played against all right about. i played with a tom kench an ap tom kench mid who uh um 
absolutely 1v9. He was doing so much Hell damage. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it looks really good. So I uh, would not be surprised if, if it picks up. He just has such good ratios. Yeah, he has pretty good ratios. Like, what's his W uh, ratio? Is it 150? It's 125. 125 is crazy. I believe. I could be wrong about that. Gotcha. It's Q70 is passive as an AP ratio. His alt has gross AP ratios, especially the shield part of it. It's, yeah. he's, he's a good character. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd enjoy him more if I play him like a little more damage heavy. So mm-hmm. um, maybe you can get out of the top take? lane too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I just wanted to address a little bit like, so the, you're, you're saying that you want to take a break. We talked about this before the show, but it'll be good for the podcast. I think you want to take a break until June ish and the season ends July 11th. Correct. 17th yeah Seven, i did it again i said july 11th before the show and, <laughs> and then you corrected me do you feel like and you, and you feel like that's going to be enough time to um you know climb and to where you want to be yeah i guess you'll have a lot more time to, <laughs> i mean i mean maybe like getting back to 300 points master like it'll be like hard to get back to i think there's like it's super easy to get back to master zero in that amount of time yeah with your mmr where you're probably going to be getting like <laughs> is is 40 like unrealistic I mean, win. I'm decaying from like 400 MMR, yeah. like in Master Tierish. <laughs> so, like, we'll see. Like, who knows? Maybe we'll like bork it with like how the system works. But like, I think mm-hmm. overall, I should have no issues. I think like the reality is, hitting GM is pretty lofty, and I wouldn't think that's a feasible goal. But like, yeah. I- I'll try if I'm playing well. If not, then I'm also just happy to end. Like, I mean, the reality is, ending ending zero There's points no Master here and yeah. ending like. 500 points master tier is like the exact literally the exact same thing um i think it'd be cool to end higher than i had last year which was 78 points i think oh but you got this we'll see. you got that easy no problem yeah nice. i'm so happy that my peak's like 310 points something like that though yeah that's super sick it's it's really cool like once you start hitting the system like uh, there's something um like really cool about not having to say like plat one you know or plat two like yeah, you just yeah. get to say a number <laughs> and like yeah. maybe, i don't know that's it's a little like weird to put it to put it that way but it's a uh, it's it's cool i guess to transition into your week uh on my notes i have i always make notes for the week and on my notes it says nick is the best at league question mark <laughs> um and i really do think out of our friend group like our, our close friend group at least like i'm not gonna include fucking dan in this yeah I think you're <laughs> dan's the, too good <laughs> i think you're the best out of all of our friends at league right now by like a decent margin okay out of the friends who aren't playing league like currently. me you colton yeah. uh trevor quinn you know like mm-hmm. drew even you know what i mean like i i think like out of all these people i think you are by a decent amount the best player yeah i don't know i it, it's like i feel like i'm playing really really good league of legends i don't feel like i'm you know entering these masters lobbies i don't think they're like high masters but you know master lobbies nonetheless and feel like out of place yet um but i don't i don't know it's hard for me to um it's hard for me to to feel that way whenever like you are decaying from twice where i'm at right now my my peak um and not playing the game colton's also not playing the game um and i feel like when he's on he like he he has plot armor essentially i mean i mean um, like like i'll be like i'm not trying to fucking just juice you up or whatever yeah. right um i like i think i have a decent eye for watching games and i've watched you play games i've this is gonna sound stupid i've also played a ton of arams with yeah. you which <laughs> i know it's fucking arams but like yeah i think mechanically you are playing the best you've ever played and i think it's maybe higher than what i was at when i was like tryharding ranked earlier like i think you were actually playing really really mechanically well and it's fucking stupid saying it like you're playing a rooms and shit like that but like i i've watched your rank games and i actually think you were playing like at a 
minimum 300 LP master level, like most of the time, like in fucking ARAMs and ranked and whatever. <laughs> I'm smurf. I'm piss smurfing my ARAM games is what you're saying. Um, I mean, I, I just think you're like actually playing like super, super clean. Yeah, like no, I mean, it feels it feels really good to to have that said. And, you know, it feels like I'm um, playing well at a good time. So it's uh, hopefully that continues. But I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I, I would love to get even higher. But the idea that like a couple years ago I could be, I mean, essentially hard stuck plat three uh, plat four, like really, really struggling to to win those games, and um, you know, just for context, Nick is one. Nick is one fifty. Uh, one fifty five. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, one fifty five. Come on. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, to 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 like go from that and kind of you, you know all of us preaching like you know if you just stick with the fundamentals and and stick with the same character, just stay consistent and you will climb like period it you know it feels really good to uh to be exemplifying that um right now it's uh it, it's really funny like I, I think if you look at my account it looks like uh, at some point i imagine like this the the original owner just gave up and sold to someone who was much better at league um or just gave it away or whatever but i it, i don't know it feels like um uh, i'm i'm really understanding like how to this is going to sound like really really dumb but to like to play around with uh like mm -hmm. how bot lane like how strong bot lane is and support um because like i i think riot does have a point as much as like ganking for bot lane is like a, a win condition in too many games like i'm, I'm definitely not gonna say that bot isn't the strongest role um like a, a combination of ad carry and support but I, I do think they have a point in saying that if you can just like survive ganks, it just it gets you so much on the map. Like it, it, it is such a boon to be able to play that way. And I feel like um, like the characters I'm playing allows for for that really well. Um, I, I really don't know why more people don't play Bard. Um, I think he's really, really strong. So, yeah, he's, he's cool, too. He seems fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like that, that'll be a good transition if you don't mind me taking over. Um it's it's been going well you know I'm, I'm kind of limiting how many games i'm playing i don't want to I, I i am struggling with like i should play a ton more games but i also like don't want to play a ton more games um so i think i played nine games this past week and went uh seven and two so pretty uh pretty good there um not sticking like just a bard uh and then i i've been getting um I, I put my secondary as Phil um, just because I feel like that probably gives me the best chance of winning since I can play, um, mm -hmm. you know, weak, weak side top pretty well since science just OP. Um, and then I can play some like of the less mechanically intensive mages bot lane. Um, I think like my Zig still needs some work, but um, my like, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but Seraphine is like really, really good. Um, and I think the, the items that she that makes her strong or also strong, you know, being able to get to go rod of ages plus, um, seraphs on her feels really, really good when you just need to spam spells like a, a lot. Um, I almost feel like Leandries is better, but rod of ages is just being so cheap. feels, I don't know. feels great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, um, I think my, uh, Nautilus has been improving like a lot too. The character I think should be really bad, but, 
Um, feels pretty okay if you have the right um, ED carry to, to go with it and play a little patient. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's it. I am having success with League. I still don't know if it's the most like fun meta to play in. Um, you know, like I've said before, as as fun as it is, to, or as nice as it is for your for your role to be, to to be the most influential like location on the map, um, it also feels really bad when the enemy sees that and your team doesn't. Um, not that I think like bot has to be the win con every single game, um, but you know, still still doesn't feel great. But uh, yeah, hoping um, hoping to to run across some. I've I've never had the the experience of like playing with a lot of really good people uh mm -hmm. and, and like famous names that you see on like signups or, or videos like that um so i think it's going to be really cool to start getting there and uh not that i'm there yet um but to uh start having the opportunity to um to, to play with some some names you know so yeah i think um i think that's pretty much it sorry it was a little long-winded compared to uh compared to usual so uh let's get on with the show Shout out to first up Arcs Knights for supporting us uh, as our newest patron. Thank you for for your support. Uh, appreciate it a bunch. Enjoy your content, Aiden. Any uh, league news? Uh, no league cast news. Uh, I think I'm still gonna do community nights on Thursday. I did them last week. They were a lot of fun. Hoping to do some more this week. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing is like uh, I play like I'd say ninety five percent of my games are eighty carry games. Mm -hmm. uh, when no I one wants to play, yeah. <laughs> and it, my favorite thing is I play like two, and then Foxlove will be fucking watching, and he'll he'll be like, "I'll come play one, and I'll play any carry for you <laughs> if you put me on your team." <laughs> you get me in the uh, game right like, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. it's just funny, dude. That's yeah. the way to my heart. <laughs> if you tell me you play any carry, you're on my team. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, um it is a very frustrating role to uh to perform poorly on. So I uh so I don't blame. My you. only issue with it is that like I think it's a role that very obviously shows its elo discrepancies yeah um because because it's a pound for pound matchup you're typically playing 80 carry into 80 carry unless you play like mages or whatever mm -hmm. but I, like top lane you can play like a tank and do a carry right and like supplement some of that elo difference so it's either i'm playing it's dan who yeah because you have to me. you have to make the matchups even too right like, yeah yeah mm -hmm. or dan's not in the game and i'm playing versus a gold player <laughs> and then i turbo fuck them and it's, yeah. like, it's, just, it's one of those things where it's like it's definitely the most pound per pound like your skill like shows in ad carry versus ad carry matchups mm -hmm. so it's just it's just a little weird but i mean I, I don't mind it especially when dan's on the game i don't mind fucking taking like 20 80 carry games <laughs> yeah yeah uh cool um let's move into the news um new patch today yeah so patch 13.8 will uh run through it pretty quick it is rather small because it is the msi patch um, but they made some interesting changes that I think will be fun to to discuss um, pretty briefly. So we'll jump into that. First up, Aurelian Soul health growth decreased and armor growth decreased. So a little bit less scaling for the uh, ultimate scaling champ. Um, I think mm -hmm. he's still kind of going to be fine. I don't know if this changes him uh, super drastically, which is probably a good thing. I mean, I think he's like slightly on like the bad side right now, but like they'll keep nerfing him because uh, I think he fucks ball like low elo play right now. Like, he, yeah, you see, dude, in iron he's fifty four percent win rate. Holy. What the fuck? It's bronze he's fifty four, silver he's fifty four, gold he's fifty two. Oh, dude, and then platinum finally normalized down to like fifty ish. It's oh, really dude, funny so because I think when we talked to uh, Lol Soul, Soul, we initially, I, th I think you initially said like it is going to be crazy good in low elo and probably not great in high elo, and I think it ended up being the opposite at first mm -hmm. and now i think it's kind of normalized to 
to being really, really strong in, uh, in, in low relo, like you were saying. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, anyways, uh, Ezreal base AD is increased. Uh, next up is Garen, uh, base AD increased and base armor increased. This is like a, a pretty small change, but look at these values and tell me it's not like giga fucked. 69 yeah, attack damage and 38 yeah. armor at level one is nuts. I, it yeah, just seems so crazy. high to me. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, next is Jonna, whose W damage is increased and her E shield decay timer is increased. I've seen people freak out about this. Like, they're like, oh, Jonna can't be fucking 50% win rate. So it is true. Jonna has been 49% win rate three times yeah. since her release. <laughs> uh, and she's never in her entire history been 48% win rate. That's crazy. Um, but I think these changes are good. The fact that so it's shield decay timer, right? So like the time before it starts decaying, that means that it's going to, this is only going to be a positive change for proactive shields, mm-hmm. right? You're shielding for the AD for your AD carry to then go trade into them. Um, this is, this doesn't change any trade patterns at all, like using it reactively, which I think is like good for the game. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, um, this is a, a good change, you know, um, procking it or making it last a little bit longer. I guess it doesn't last longer. It just, decays faster because it decays it starts decaying later this is a really Uh, good change i like this a lot actually that's great it's definitely it rewards aggressive play with it so it's cool Mm -hmm. yeah good change uh awesome uh next up is jarvin ad growth decreased q damage decreased uh slight little nerfs but should still be uh playable Jarvin's such a weird spot. Like, I, I don't, don't really want to dwell on it too much, but, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he's, like, really just a lockdown with his alt bot, and, like, in pro play, he can be played support just to lock people down. Like, he, he fucking builds Zonias yeah. in, like, most pro games, on jungle and support, like... Yeah, I don't... I, I And I, I feel like we have not seen that translate to solo queue the way that other, like, um, picks have. Like, I, I think we've seen even more, uh, like, AD carry supports than we have um like support jarvin in that in that mm-hmm. sense at least it's weird because i think he's just a good jungler in solo queue and then in pro play like, he's obviously a good jungler but then he's just his utility is like pretty fucking sick mm-hmm. yeah hey turn, they turns out like or something turns out giga buffing his his worst ability is gonna lead to some problematic uh uh numbers i guess yeah uh next is kane his shadow assassin bonus movement speed is decreased and the cooldown is increased Good little change. Kha'Zix Q base damage is increased. Cool. Um, Cog passive's true damage is increased. <laughs> Cog na- is now ghosted while in passive. His Q cooldown is increased and his E mana cost is decreased and the slow is increased. Um, the biggest thing to note here is that his passive is, this is the first time his passive has been changed since his release, which I was trying to find what other character in the game has not had an ability change since their release. And the oldest one I think I found was... Um, Nico's passive in the it has been changed because you couldn't auto attack before and they made it so like you could auto attack and it wouldn't break oh, yourself. I, I'd call okay. that like more quality of life. Um, yeah, but like that's the only other ability that I could find on like a 2015 before character. That's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I um, I think initially I looked and thought like maybe Zillion. I checked Zillion too. But yeah, no, his um, yeah, everything has been changed at some point. Um, so it's a yeah, it's interesting. I, I think this is a, I mean, obviously it's a good change because this character doesn't see like much, if any play. Um, but like how, how good could Kog'Maw passive be before it would be OP, right? Like if it instantly killed someone, if you, if you get hit by Kog'Maw passive and it killed you, like, would that be OP? 
Yeah, I mean, his win rate would go up a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, like, where where is that limit? Like, can we start dwindling down from there? Like, if it did, yeah. I don't know, like, 50% of your max HP in true damage, like, obviously that's a lot. But I, I, this is a really weird change, I think. Yeah, and it's based on levels. I don't know. I feel like the ghosted part's the bigger part of it. Like, that you can go through minions, like, yeah, easily, it, so you can actually get in a good spot to yeah. suicide for minions. Mm -hmm. Interesting um, that that hadn't been changed yet. And also, I think the mana cost on his E is actually a pretty big buff. Uh, that's an ability uh, early game where it's going down by 20 mana cost, mm -hmm. uh, level 1, uh, where you can't throw that ability out early on COG because it just fucking eats your entire mana pool. I think so a lot of people don't change. even level it um, yeah. early because Q, uh, W are so valuable as, uh, as mm -hmm. abilities. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, Leona, W armor and magic resist increase and the magic damage is increased as well. Hopefully oh, we no, see her. Not uh, I play a pretty nasty air in Leona. <laughs> it is pretty nasty, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> uh, Lilia, passive to passive damage to monsters increased. Healing uh, against monsters increased. Healing against champions adjusted. Just small little Lilia changes. I don't think any of them are too crazy. I am really, really scared. This character, I think, is like has received a couple of buffs in a row. Um, and I think when she's when she's good, she's the best like jungler in the game. Mm -hmm. a, bit, a bit concerned, but we'll see. Malphite nerfs. W empowered attack damage decrease. Cleave damage armor scaling decreased. I don't think it's a ton, so he's still going to be really good. But it's pretty <laughs> fucking good. Fucking freak tweet. Yeah. Or <laughs> some pro tweeted, like, when the fuck are they going to nerf Malphite? And he goes, well, you just have to pick Mordekaiser, or Rumble, or Kennen into him. And then he gets fucking nerfed fucking two days later. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, cool. Uh, Nidalee base armor is increased. Armor growth is increased. This will help her clear a little bit. Poppy, Q damage increased. W bonus resistance is increased. Cool. Uh, Rurikon base armor decreased. Armor growth decreased. Uh, cosmic drive changes. More AP and a new passive uh, that gives you more move speed um, whenever you hit champions with spells. It's very weird. It is weird. Um, they keep it, changing this. <laughs> It's a fucked amount of movement speed that you get if you can stack this now, mm -hmm. but it's like super niche. It's like very much a obviously a cast API item, right? Like she's gonna be spamming my asthma, like kiting, mm -hmm. um, rise, like characters like that, control mages that kind of stay in the fight. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't proc on poison, so poison doesn't keep the procs oh, ticking up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's it, it's a fucked amount of movement speed, but it's also kind of hard to like keep active and also you have to be in combat for a while for it to proc because it, it procs every 0.5 or 1.5 seconds mm -hmm. um so it takes a while to stack up um but yeah i think it, i think it's good if your character can use this item it's the movement speed's fucked 40 percent movement speed is crazy yeah 40 percent is a lot so yeah we'll yeah. have to see um cool and then clashes coming uh oh lock-in times will be made earlier for some servers in uh observance of ramadan which That's is cool. cool. Um, I think Clash is this weekend. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can report in match history now. That's sick. That's pretty cool. Uh, update to challenges, Mythic Shop rotation, lots of bug fixes. Uh, and then four new skins, Dawnbreaker, Renekton, and Vayne, Nightbringer, Jarvan, and Nasus. Uh, I just want to point out to people that Jarvan is receiving a skin and nerfs on the same patch. So... <laughs> they don't want to see if, that. If that narrative is still still going I around. I think it, it only exists... Like sometimes, yeah, yeah. It's a character that people really dislike. Yeah, for sure. It definitely doesn't happen all the time. So it used to be every single fucking patch. Yeah. So complain about it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, cool, cool. So um, Mage, Mage yeah. Seekers out today. 
Awesome. It looks cool. It does. I'm not going to play it for a while, but I'm excited to play it at some point. Yeah. I'm hoping it, uh, gets included on the, if it's on, even on PlayStation (laughs) that it gets, you know, included. It's on on PlayStation. I, 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 it's only like $30. I'll probably buy it like at some point. I just have so many other games that I can play for free right now. (laughs) That uh, is hard. Just, just purchased, um, a PlayStation and still trying to play through all the games that I got for free. So Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, Awesome. And then the Nico rework is on the PVE. Uh, that's hot off the presses. Just came out today. Um, they're buffing basically every ability. So it's a little a little worrisome because the character, I think, is already, like, we were talking about this before the show, um, definitely better than her play rate assumes. Um, so it, it'll be cool. I think it's going to lead to a lot of really fun plays. Uh, the things that you can do, you can change into. If you're close enough to, like, jungle min- minions, you can change into those. Um so uh, there, and then using auto attacks uh, out of your passive won't break it. Um, so that'll be uh, that'll be pretty fun to to see. You can uh, kill one part of a, a small camp and hide in there. Uh, so that'll yeah. that'll be fun. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I guess like just to quickly go down like all the things. Yeah, you mentioned the passive is obviously the the big fun thing changing into stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Overall, it still doesn't have like a lot of use cases. If yeah. we're being one hundred percent honest, um, the Q uh, gets what's it called? Uh, gets base damage. Currently, like, obviously, all these numbers can change. Currently, is getting base damage, but uh, oh, sorry, it's losing base damage, but it's getting a five percent AP ratio, mm. um, and it does extra damage to jungle monsters. Okay, um, which is interesting. Um, her W is the attack uh, auto attack thing. Is staying the same, but now um, you can control as you mentioned. This is. We can get into it. I think this is the best part of her kit. The fact that you can now control, yeah. like, say, like Tibbers, or is there anything else you can control Thar anymore? Uh, get Tib- uh, I mean, Le- LeBlanc clone, I, uh, Daisy, um, Shaco clone. Yeah, yeah. So the biggest thing about this is this is the only, to my knowledge, um, controllable thing that isn't an ultimate ability. Is that correct? Uh, I guess, like, LeBlanc passive, but... It's not something yeah, you can activate. Oh, uh, I was going to say Wukong clone, but no, that's stationary. So the biggest thing here is that, dude, she's so fucking good at, like, barren dances or, yeah. or, like, checking bushes. The fact that you can now check, like, three bushes with her that's fucking That's insane. Bang. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, the fact that, like, you're sitting at barren pit, you're, like, hitting barren, and then you send her clone through pixel bush through, like, the mid lane bush, mm-hmm. like... Uh, I don't know, man. That alone is like a huge fucking. That is buff. a lot like, of value for sure. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like maybe they'll change the cooldown to make it longer, or whatever. I didn't think they they mentioned it, didn't mention any cooldown changes, so that seems crazy to me. Um, uh, just I mean, just controlling it in general is like really really strong. Yeah, just going in a line. It should be like a twenty five uh, second cooldown, right? Like something pretty long. It was like what twelve before or something. Yeah, so, we'll see. Uh, either way, it's like crazy. It's gonna like add a lot of skill expression to the character though, because I, I don't think there was like a lot before in that ability. No, yeah. Um, her E, the CC staying the same. It's losing base damage, getting more AP ratio, and her ultimate. Um, I think you kind of mentioned it. So it's getting more CC. It knocks people up and then um slams them, them down, down for the stun. Yeah. Um, so it's getting an extra 0.6 seconds of CC, um, and obviously will proc, uh, I'm assuming it's going to like allow Yasuo to proc off it, which I think is like kind of an underrated aspect of it. Yeah. It's a very, um, like it's, it's definitely a very small knockup. You, you won't have a lot of time to react the way you would mm-hmm. to like a Malphite ult or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool. 
Yeah, it's great. Um, and then obviously it doesn't shield anymore and does like less damage, but I, I think it's crazy. The fact that she's getting like AP ratios on every single basic ability is getting like just like the tiniest bit of base damage removed for it in compensation. This character is just getting turbo buffed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of good um she has she has a lot of good uh ratios already. So for them to get buffed is like pretty nuts. I saw a clip already, like on like someone playing on PBE, mm-hmm. where they fucking uh halfway through the game turned into a melee minion and walked down lane uh, <laughs> with their minions and then full ki- killed someone. And I'm like, damn, that's not gonna work for work versus any player that can count to seven, um, like counting the minions. But, but it is gonna but work like, sometimes. Dude, fucking poor iron players, man. They don't have enough fingers for that. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's going to be really cool if you're like able to, you know, if someone roams and isn't paying attention to their lane anymore, you could stack up, um, you know, stack up a, a minion wave or something. They're not going to pay attention to one extra minion. Uh, you, can, yeah. you can still push and presumably you won't be on the map and, you know, maybe get some, some big turret damage or surprise someone when they come back into lane yeah but it'll be uh it'll be interesting there's like i said it in the in our discord i'm not excited to play against this character because i think she's gonna be fucking annoying but i'm very very excited to watch this character uh be played and um uh watch the clips that come out of um what what is being put into her kit so it'll be uh it'll be cool for sure very very interesting i'm excited yeah awesome so that's it for the new news. I suppose we move on into the competitive league section, unless you had something you wanted to uh, to talk about. Yeah, I think competitive league's good here. Okay. So, uh, hey, there's a rumor that got leaked by uh, Berserker that the LCS imports uh, limit will be bumped up to three next year. Well, the, uh, for at all regions, it's going to be. Oh, three. for all regions. I see. Yeah, it's not just LCS. Gotcha. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that other regions had um import limits to be honest i mean the only ones who really use it are na then minor regions like yeah. all the minor regions kind of use them as well like I, I think there's a post saying like what regions are like how many teams are maxed out on uh imports mm-hmm. um and i think let me actually find it really quick i think it's like a pretty interesting um uh post because it kind of gives you perspective on uh uh, how how that actually works yeah uh, either way i think i think it's like not that crazy of a change like there's definitely a lot of people who are very upset about it which i i've never been of the i need any talent for me to be happy like uh, like aspect of it you know what i mean like i, I just want to see league of legends played and i don't really care who the players are if the players are fun to watch then that's cool if the players have no personality that's not not cool you know what i mean and uh i do think we at some point during the esports like journey gotten to the point where we we're just importing players who had no personality and you just played the game good yeah and that was like not very fun but like I don't know. I'd say Berserker is like one of the most fucking like personable like uh, personalities in LCS right now, right? Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't make me sad that he's not born in North America. (laughs) Yeah, I think like I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I I think ideally like North American talent would be up to par with the rest of the world and you'd be you you wouldn't have to import people because you could just I, I think like at some level there is like something exciting about cheering for someone who plays in the same region as you. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think everyone just wants like good LCS content. And, uh, if that results in, um, someone, some, some other region players coming over here, like, so be it. 
Yeah, okay, I found it, by the way. So 5 out of 17 Chinese teams are capped on imports. 7 out of 10 NA teams are capped on imports. Uh, 7 out of 8 Japanese teams are capped. Mm. 5 out of 10 Brazil teams. 7 out of 8 LLA teams. And then 2 EU and 1 PCS team. Uh, and then no LCK, no VCS team. Interesting. Uh, so it, it's like it's very much like it helps NA for sure, uh, especially when you consider that even a lot of the teams on NA have people who are now residents for playing there yeah. long enough mm-hmm. and then also OCE players don't count um, like it's a bunch of like stuff like that so it's probably more than 7 out of 10 if you really want to include, include those mm-hmm. as well um, and then obviously for like minor reach te- uh, re- region teams like Japan LLA Brazil those regions are getting a huge bonus from this as well so nice good either way, I don't I don't think it's as big of a deal as people think like I, I I don't think there very much is the whole like they need to be North American this is gonna kill the scene type thing yeah I don't I don't feel that way either so awesome cool um the other thing is lec playoffs i know I, we neither of us really watch a lot of lec i just wanted to bring it up because um so we have this cool situation where they have the three split system right um and currently the way it works is that from winter split so they, they already finished winter split and now they're in spring split winter split winner is g2 so g2 goes to msi as one of the two slots okay and the spring splits winner goes to msi as one of the two slots but if the spring split winner is g2 it goes to the uh, most number of points because they have also a point system for like worlds um so the way that this works though nick we have this we have this cool issue where this is why fucking systems like this never work and fucking points are confusing and you shouldn't fucking make fans have to do math to figure shit out <laughs> so right now bds is sitting in finals right they're going to play someone her finals um okay and in the lower bracket you have g2 versus mad and the winner of that plays vitality and the winner of that game then plays bds mm-hmm G2 we already know, already know has a slot. So you would assume, hey, BDS probably should go because BDS yeah. is currently in finals. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. G2 plays MAD. MAD has the most points out, outside of G2 currently. Okay. Uh, so if... Here's the teams that can go. <laughs> Whatever team wins finals other than G2 goes. Okay. Right? BDS, if BDS wins, if Vitality wins, if MAD wins, they, yeah. go, to, yeah. they go to MSI. If G2 wins finals... Mad Lions goes, regardless of anything else. <laughs> That's so, insanity. We we have this cool situation where Mad is playing G two right now for fourth place. Okay, and even if even if Mad loses, as long this as is G2 the situation wins, is if G two wins, then Mad will go. So Mad has this situation where they go, oh fuck, BDS looks good. BDS looks insane. Like actually, like maybe better than they G2, should just right? lose. Like, um. So if you're mad, do you, like, I, I don't think they have a choice. I think they're worse than G2 anyways. Yeah. But, like, let's just say they can compete with G2. Maybe. If you purposely lose to G2, it's optimal if you think G2 has a better chance of winning than you in finals. Yeah, if you don't think you can beat BDS, you maybe, may, maybe you still try and, like, for competitive integrity, like, whatever, that still happens. But yeah, maybe yeah. there's a part of you that's like, I'm going to pick a little bit suboptimally. Like, I, I, I'm not going to, like, tell my players to make bad plays or anything like that because I think that's a little too much. But, like, maybe we draft a little bit poorly, you know? Maybe we uh, like, maybe we pick our, I don't know, our jungler last or something like that. We've had these situations before in, like, other regions where it's, in theory, optimal to lose to get better seeding, right? Like, yeah. you can play, like, a, like, we've seen it tons of seasons where, like, a team, For in seeding. theory, could mm-hmm. lose yeah. because... Oh, if I lose this, I'm going to play... If I win, I'm going to play against G2, right? And G2 is slumping, but they're fucking G2, and we want to play against them in best of five, right? So yeah. we, in theory, could lose and play against a higher-seeded team that is perceived to be weaker, right? Mm-hmm. And that's an issue. This is an issue where, dude, if Mad thinks G2 is better, 
if they lose, they can go to MSI. They have a better chance of going to MSI if they lose, if they think GG is better. That's Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yeah. it Like, at the end of the day, we should have systems that reward winning every single time, no matter what, right? Like, it, it is really hard because this is such a, like, niche scenario, I feel like. Like, you, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone could reliably see this, like, predict this, you know? Maybe, maybe you bring it out as, like, a possibility, but you wouldn't really expect it to happen. But it's still, yeah, it's still really shocking. I mean, it will be fixed next year. It's just, it's just funny that the four, there there is a realistic chance that the fourth best EU team goes to MSI. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That your optimal play is to, is to lose. Your, their optimal play, like I, I, I mean, the reality is they probably are worse than G two, and they probably would lose anyways. Yeah, but like, if they had a like a fighting chance, they still might try to lose. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it still it still might be the best choice. Yeah, that's that's insane. Oh, dude, it's so fucked. It, I I I love it, man. Oh, fucking! I want to see Mad Lions go to fucking MSI by getting fourth and then just fucking get dumpstered. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Please, that's so funny. BDS is so good though. I think BDS actually has a really good chance of just beating G two in finals if they both make it there. Assuming. Let's hope so. So that'll uh yeah, that, set it to bed. That huh? fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, let's move into the round table then. Yeah, last week's question was, you're now the lead designer for preseason 2024. What major changes are you making to the game? Um, from our Twitter, uh, John Tech said, I would start designing new maps uh, with thing- different, different jungle terrain, maybe one where the jungle are slower and harder to gank, hmm. uh, and one where the faster and easier to gank. This wouldn't be announced until after champion select. Any thoughts? Uh, maybe top lane and bottom lane would spawn in their own gifts. I like the idea. Yeah, it's a randomized map, and like maybe the jungle is just fucking way bigger. I hate... I, so I, I like the idea of a randomized map. I hate that it's not announced before before yeah, the yeah. game. Because I think like, oh, I'm just going to pick this every single game. And if, if I roll right, easy. It's over. I mean, it's like the whole dragon thing. Like dragons yeah, should yeah. be announced in champs. Because like, like, if you see that it's a ocean map, it should incentivize teams to ban and pick Rengar. Maokai, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah um cool and then uh our other one is from sir fishy and he says swap dragon and baron shelly without thinking about it players will figure it out uh figure <laughs> out it's broken and it's the worst decision anyway that's funny um uh, from our discord pard said i'd like to do a huge system change a huge system change with items a lot of the time it feels like i'm playing the item rather than the champion True. like when i'm in the death recap and i see i took 1000 damage from items i think that's anti-fun and champions should be stronger than items i i also agree with that that's how i feel about um tft <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dr. Herfer for first said, I would redesign the tutorial completely in an effort to explain the game in a better way to new players. What a good change. That yeah. is something they should do years ago. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Um, David the Sesh guy said, give us a Twisted Tree Lane back. I don't even care if it has ranked or not. Just let me play my map again. I agree. I fucking love Twisted Tree Lane. Um, I did not, but I, least, you know what? I've come around. I think everyone should just have fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just—it's not like it's hurting anyone to be like, to exist. I don't think. So. I think it would just hurt the pop, like the population. But maybe that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, if it, if it's so small though, like is it really like pulling too many people away? Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I just feel like it's like at worst, I guess the worst thing you're creating is like people who are complaining about it not being changed. But maybe, maybe I've come like better. full full circle, and I don't want people to have fun. I just want yeah, I, I want fewer people to enjoy the game. 
Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Phygonic said the mythic item system being reworked. Every single item now has a mythic bonus and, and only your oh first completed gosh. legendary item provides this bonus. Mythic bonuses can also be effects or even actives now. This allows for more creative builds, stronger at active effects, and even more uh, level, levers for balancing. For example, Fist is now choosing between uh, now mythic active of Zonia's, uh, the wave clear of Ludens, or a ultra-empowered mm-hmm. Lichbane that pro- uh, proc that provides real distinguishable choice. Yes, this could lead to bad feeling moments, uh, like needing an early Zonia's against early uh, against a magic damage opponent just to have the effect. But that's where I'm. De- that's where delaying a complete item uh, choice comes in. Build components that fit the early game, and then you finish your items. I like the concept. I just think it's impossible to balance, and I think it brings us back to Pards' point of it feels like you're probably playing the items at that point again. Yeah, it's uh, like I like it until like my champion really really likes Titanic Hydra, but I like. The, I, I don't want it to be my first item because the mythic passive is like it, it's just worse to, to do that so then you have to like sit on Hydra but your opponent has a really good mythic item so they get to you know just build uh, I don't know whatever they mythic sunfire and you're even further behind like I, at the very least I think we can agree on like the idea of having more choice in the game is good yes yeah and i but i almost feel like having that's like having too much choice you know yeah i agree but it it is interesting to to think about it that way i uh i had not considered that yet so it's cool yeah uh this week's question is share your knowledge tips or tricks for your main or another tidbit of knowledge that can be useful um boy this is tough because i feel like the only barred one is the one that you shared with me where you can (laughs) bind you like um bard heal to heal you and an ally which i i should do at some point um you like double dip on it essentially yeah i mean a great example for like bard dude is like i I feel like most people don't know that you should all your turrets when shelly's like charging them right yeah that's a good one yeah i guess i considered that like more common knowledge but yeah uh, you know for people who haven't picked it up yeah if you um if you ult the 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 turret while um rithrell is charging uh, it will complete the charge and not deal any damage. Uh, so you prevent all plates going down. Uh, oh, and it doesn't like, it doesn't reset the charge timer either. Um, so they burn their, you know, full HP Rift Herald charge on nothing. And then it doesn't charge again. So your team has a really, really good chance to actually kill it before it does anything beneficial for the enemies. That's a, That's a good one. Hell yeah. How about you? Um, Animation cancel. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's like the obvious one. Um, I actually just want to steal the one that I found this like this question from. Oh, okay. Because uh, um, I, I fucking didn't know, and I think I should share it with more people. Uh, dragons do more damage. Uh, sorry. Dragons do more damage to and uh, take less damage from people who have slain other dragons. Uh, stacking per dragon taken. So the more dragons that you have, the less damage... Um, you do to the dragon and the more you take from dragons interesting and that is for um like as a team right not individuals yeah that's as a team yeah that's really interesting i i feel like i knew that existed and i thought it got taken out of the game it, it's a lot too it's 20 percent per like for the damage wow. they do and then they take seven percent less uh for each stack as well dang so, they so it's do... maxing at 80 percent, 28 percent. yeah uh, does that apply to like elder dragon as well just the four base ones okay so i guess the max you're taking is 60 and then you are killing for the 80%. That's still uh, yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Especially if you get unlucky and roll like cloud or something. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, if you're winning in dragons, the 50-50 becomes worse, right? Because, like, yeah. you do less damage on the burst. Uh, like, obviously, your smite still does, like, true damage, but, like, if you're leasing, your Q's gonna do yeah, if you're expecting 30% a certain less. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I actually feel like a lot of people don't know that, um, and I would not be surprised if that has led to a lot of people, um, like, m- mistiming or, or failing, like, a smite secure or something. I bet Riot yeah. loves that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh, that's cool. interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah, if you want to let us know uh, what's a tip or trick for your main or some other knowledge in the game that you can share, feel free to hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's a discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Awesome. We are going to move into mail fight. Our first email is from Stretch. I'm going to say Stretch. Um, oh, I. hey, it's me, Zephyark. Zephyark, right? The, yeah. The 7% win rate prodigy from a 17-game loss streak near the start of the season, leaving me pissed stuck in silver for the first time to spamming Diana mid, phase rush, and airy OP, and getting back into gold after finally getting back into plat. Oh, fi- and finally getting back into gold to finally getting back into plat. If you want some freeload, just lock in Panth mid with PTA, Triumph, Tenacity, Coup de Gras, or Cutdown versus Tanks. With Sudden Impact, and personally, I like Ultimate Hunter, go Eclipse into Black Cleaver, then uh, Shreldia's Grudge, or Shojin. I like Shojin because one second, Q, go Burr. Uh, and just right-click on top of the enemy, press W, Auto-Q, and win the game. Then just ult bot lane if they move past the middle of the lane, and free double and GG well played. Keep up the great work, Stretch. I think this is Trevor emailing in from an alt account, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think uh, Pantheon's really, really good right now. And I think a lot of people are finally like coming around to, uh, to realizing that. Are you trying to tell me having global pressure that early in the game as a soul laner is strong? It is strong. Do you know his ultimate passively also gives him armor bin? Yeah. It's like 30% of max rank or, so, or, or, or something. 40% maybe. It used to be on his uh, E, but then they changed it. Ooh, I see. Because cool. he used to have uh, the, which I still remember. Oh, I, remember, I do like, remember the that. Old, yeah, the good old days, like uh, where fucking Riot would just make random changes to the game, and there'd be fucking zero PB balance. Um, because I remember one patch where on Twisted Tree Line, Trevor and I played Pantheon Udir, mm-hmm. um, and Pantheon randomly had, like got fucking thirty percent armor shred like level one from his uh, Heart Seeker st- or Heart Strike. That's heart, what is the heart Seeker? Yeah, Heart Seeker. Um, and then you. You'd do double tiger Udyr, right? Like you'd proc yeah. tiger uh, once and then wait and then proc tiger again. Um, and you'd already have them penned 30%. So you just one hit anyone in the game. That's <laughs> like, crazy, <laughs> huh? Because they just fucking made random changes like that. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah, the game was definitely less figured out than it was than it is now, uh, which has some pros and cons, but wow. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Cool. Thank uh, you, Stretch. You want me to read yeah, the next, next email? Is from, I got it. Okay. Ren- Renusis? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with that, yeah. Uh, I'm a very new League player. Summer of 2022 was my first ranked game, Ooh. and this uh, up to this point, I've just played League casually, which I'm enjoying doing. Uh, I know the stigma is if you're over the age of 20, you can't do esports because you're too old. And although my first season, I was autofilled ranked to Bronzewood and got to silver promos before giving up, is the concept of getting good enough to amateur esports out of the out of uh, reach for a game like League? Specifically, I ask because my college... 
uh, my college, I'm 19 and a full-time student, has an esports club, and I want to try and join and actually compete with other colleges in the LOL esports. Uh, but don't know if that's realistic, or if it, if so, what role to play. Have any of you played amateur uh, LOL esports or tried? Uh, and if so, would you recommend any role to grind for that scene? Like I said, I'm, I auto-filled to silver promos, enjoy every role. Although in Solikyo, I found the most success as top in jungle. But if you have any recommendation, recommendations, I'd love to hear them. Keep up the good work. Uh, Renusis. So I think um, Renusis. You you bring up an interesting uh, question. Um, I I think like the where you're at right now is perfect, and I assume that most league clubs probably don't have enough people playing. Period for them to um, deny a lot of people. So I imagine even if like uh, even though you're um, uh, it sounds like silver, right? Um, just being willing to play league will probably, you know, get you on a team period. And then being exposed to that level of play, you know, if you're playing against master GM, you know, maybe even a challenger player is going to like skyrocket how good you are at league, like being able to learn from those players and scrim with them, like, um, in those blocks will, will get you really, really good at league. Um, so yeah, I think like it, what worst they can do is say no so yeah just go ahead and reach out and and see like if you have an opportunity to uh to play and if not you know maybe come back and try again it sounds like you have at least a couple more years to uh um to try to improve so yeah i i think go for it um i guess i want to give a couple like my two cents on this um first of all i i think yeah regardless to do it um i would say most colleges slash universities have some sort of esports mm-hmm. thing whether it's student run or actually official uh depends on the size right like if you go to like fucking maryland university or something like that right like obviously they have like actually like a full challenger yeah. team that competes mm-hmm. um and they're in like nacl sort of thing uh or mary it's maryville not maryland uh either way um uh, right obviously and then if you go to like just a state, state school there's probably still a chance that you're around like-minded similar age people who are in the league of legends demographic that there probably is enough people that either already have a team or would be interested in starting one right Mm -hmm. and my recommendation to everyone i've ever talked about this is do it if there is one join it if there isn't one start one because that's what you fucking do in college you find you meet friends like this is the best time to meet friends um significant others anything like you're literally around other people with similar interests in your age group right if you are in a fucking league club with these people you have literally the most common like interest together at all like it's going to be no matter what it's going to be a positive experience for you um obviously you're probably more interested in the like esports side of it but i'm just saying that like regardless it will bring positive experiences to your life people that you can probably eventually call like friends like uh i mean i have friends from fucking university that i still talk to Mm -hmm. because i played league of legends um but the reality is, like, if you do want to get in college esports, there will be a way. Um, some team, some uh, schools have like ABC teams, right? Like, obviously, their A teams, like, they're five highest ranked players for five different roles. Yeah, uh, and they'll have like a B and a C team. Which by the by the time you get to C team, like, they're gonna have like iron players, right? I know, I know, we have people in the Discord who I'm also sure are happy to have a conversation with you that uh, play for like their college's team, right? Mm-hmm. And those people probably can give you more like firsthand experience of like how they got into it, how they approached it. Um, I know people in our Discord have role swapped for um, playing collegiate esports because their team needed a jungler say for like their b team and he was their only c team before and they switched roles and played for their mm-hmm. b team um the reality is you won't really know until you get into it um 
but just do it like the reality is it's maybe you're nervous about it and that's why you're sending an email about it but like this will only be a positive experience for you meeting people who are like-minded in your age demographic <laughs> yeah I, I agree that's a really good perspective to have um so yeah yeah just go for it and like Aiden said if there isn't one start one you know it, it doesn't take a lot to post a uh, I don't know a um something up on a message board or um you know yeah, send I don't think out people messages. use Facebook anymore but like on our colleges thing we'd fucking post like hey uh anyone else play league of legends here going to starting school here in september yeah and then like fucking 100 people would reply to it. <laughs> like, but I, but i'm absolutely positive like these these places have some online message board or even if you just go to um like the student union and, and put up a flyer you know that's pretty old school but people are going to be in the student union and people who play league of legends are are going to be exposed to that so yeah i mean I, i've told the story too many times but like we used to play ranked fives back when ranked fives is a Q in League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, Duck Formation, yeah. if you will, was our team name. Uh, and the first night I went to university, literally the first night I was at university, we queued ranked fives and we queued into my fucking team, my school's team. Mm-hmm. And they were very like, good. We did not win that game. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I was like, what the? F- that? How, what are the chances of that? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. I feel like, I almost feel like old League used to be more like proximity based matchmaking and i don't know why i feel that way i don't have any evidence for it but i feel like anytime like you used to play and it it, would be like wait um you you know you'd meet someone like oh where are you from like oh i'm from x wait really i'm from y which is like really really close that's awesome but yeah it it feels like it's too coincidental to say that like there wasn't some sort of proximity thing especially for shit like that (laughs) yeah And, and maybe it was just like these players are closer together so they're like like ping experience will be similar you know, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if that better. were, uh, yeah. So, cool. Awesome. Yeah, and good luck, Retnus. Ret- Retnusis. Uh, our last email is from Katie Mc80. Hello, my gamer handle is Katie Mc80, and I just started listening to you guys' podcast this past month. I've been hopping around on various episodes since I'm late to your podcast, skipping over meta-related and or new champs, etc. I will try to make this concise with a few points I'd love to see in Roundtable. I've been playing League for about three years now, and I'm a support main with most of my mastery with Enchanter champs. Number one, rank this season is absolute balls. I have a 65% win rate in solo and flex. I will uh, have chain losses. I'm sorry, chain wins with LP averaging 15 to 22 per win, then immediately followed by two to three losses, and almost always the losses are 27 to 29. This uh, season is literally making it impossible to climb. Opinions on the ranked LP changes. I only play solos, uh, no duo for me this season. Number two, love that you guys are actively choosing how you talk about League to uh, better the overall Discord to less toxic and more welcome. To be less toxic and more welcoming, I am a low-level ranked player because I never really tried to actively rank until this season. So hearing that you guys want to be more welcome and in- welcoming and inclusive at your guys' ranks is super encouraging and uh, that not all good players are arrogant a-holes. Number three, I may be misspeaking since I'm skipping episodes, so please correct me if I'm wrong. I love that you guys talked about Gabby, the female caster. I'm no way implying uh, you guys are being misogynistic in any way and called out those that dislike her because she says cringe things that are just as uh, bad as uh, cringe as her male counterparts. These guys are as problematic as being a toxic player and contribute to the overall uh, issue that no one wants to start playing league because of the community has fostered, right? 
has fostered over the past decade with their game. What I would love to see from you guys is having a woman on your podcast because I guarantee you uh, her experience on the game is going to be vastly different or have one guest star on your show more regularly, especially if you are going to talk about or speculate on a female caster uh, or about player experience to round it. Any tip number, I'm sorry, number four, any tips for a solo support trying to climb in low ELO ranked? Thanks for hearing me out. Katie McAdie. Oh, uh, all right. So we'll just go through this one by one. Uh, number one, thoughts on the LP changes. Ranked this season is balls. Overall, the idea is good. Execution. There, there are too many people who have yeah. whacked out gains and mm-hmm, losses mm-hmm. that I'm very certain that something's wrong somewhere. Yeah, there, there has to be a bug. We have so many people in our Discord server. Like, uh, we have one guy who's played, I, I don't know, like 500, Tentacles, 600 yeah. games who has a 58% win rate, I think, overall and on his one trick, um, who is still gaining less LP than than um, he's losing, which, it, like, the, the, the idea of, like, it'll fix itself if you play enough games, like has always been the go-to where like, oh, okay, you just haven't played enough games. Like the system will figure out where you are supposed to be and, you know, get back to, um, get, get back, get you back to where you belong. But the fact that this is like happening to so many people, like there has to be something wrong. Um, like a, a bug somewhere down the line, something it is, uh, it, too frequent and, and for sure too frustrating. Uh, I'm kind of with Aiden. I think, the idea is really good. You know, they shorten the rank season because of there being two splits this year. Um, so accelerating accelerating gains as a result seems like, you know, a, a real home run. Um, but a lot of people are, are having your issue. Um, I am, you know, I'm having that issue to a lesser extent. Uh, I am gaining less than I win, but it's like marginal. So I don't even, you know, bring it up. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it I, I don't know. It's it's weird, man. I um I really don't know what's happening or or what to do about it. I would say like, you, you know, if you've played less than a hundred games, probably just continue playing. Um, after a hundred, like it should level out a little bit. Uh, maybe not all the way, just because I, I don't know. The system is wonky and wants you to play a bunch of games. Um, but. You know, at, at this point, like keep your nose down to the to the grindstone. Just just keep playing. Eventually, it will fix itself or be fixed. It is very frustrating. Um, but you know, if you if you just keep playing uh, and, and keep winning with your sixty five percent win rate, you you will climb. You know that it is inevitable. Mm, and I I do just want to say like I I think it's also like a little bit more hard to read at like lower elos especially mm-hmm. like iron bronze because obviously there's less of a player base at that yellow so like your games I mean we, we look at like Fox loves games right in our community right mm-hmm. and like he he gets I, I think he gets like pretty reasonable gains now but like it's one of those things where like iron bronze is just based on who's QA at the time you can just get like a silver game like a full silver lobby one game and then you can get a full like iron lobby the next yeah. game right and that is also very strange that doesn't really happen in like especially when you get to like silver gold like you just enough players mm-hmm. that like your lobbies will very much be indicative of like if you're like if you're like getting net negative five on a win loss in like gold you'll notice that in your match history all your games are probably silver lobbies mm-hmm. they, that that's like pretty easy to tell whereas i think at bronze it's such a fucking weird hard 
thing to see that, I guess. Yeah, I also want to say that, like, I, I think there is some merit to just playing League and not really worrying about <laughs> where you're at. Um, that's a really, really, like, frustrating way to approach it. But I think, like, the moment you you stop, like, m you know, micro paying attention to like your wins and losses and things like that. It's, you know, the game's going to be a lot more enjoyable. If you, if you play for a whole day and you feel like, wow, I played really good. You know, I, I had a couple bad games early, but I really turned it around. Like, you know, I'm, I'm three and four, but, or I'm four and three, but down LP. Like that is a really frustrating like situation to be in for sure. But you know, if you kind of take a step back and just say like, I played really well today and i'm happy with how that how how i performed it's going to lead to to a much like healthier outlook on the game mm -hmm. for sure number two um oh i guess it was just a thank you um for for not being toxic high level players uh yeah, i i feel I like mean, you know I, I feel like the vast majority of players aren't like that it's just the ones who are are very very loud yeah, I also think it's, like, what gets, like, clicks, right? Like, if yeah. you watch any streamer, they're pro... Like, <laughs> we fucking, like, laugh at, like, the fact that, like, you'll see, like, challenger streamers calling anyone who's not high challenger mm -hmm. piss low. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it, toxicity breeds toxicity. So try to, like, be the change that you want to see. Yep, and it's definitely trickle-down, you know? I, uh... am positive if someone saw my account, I'd still be a, you know, piss low, low masters players. Um, I mean... I so. I just think it's like one of those things like this will change like the next point is like if you are someone like the rally like fucking I, I think it's so crazy that streamers don't like try to crack stuff like this because your audience is impressionable dude like yeah. if if let's just say in our discord like okay like here's a good example it's not related it's not a series of an issue but like recently you talked about like how I hate people using like terms wrong mm -hmm. inting uh like like stuff like that right um and one thing I, I said is I hate the word stat check. Cause I think people use stat Same. check wrong. I like guess useless <laughs> term. And I said, Hey, whenever someone in our score uses stat check, fucking post a cactus emoji, right? Like fucking, we're not going to interact. get a lot of cacti. <laughs> and, and like, obviously this is a small thing, but like the fact that like people like, I don't know if, if I ever, if I like am starting on the podcast every single week being like, fuck it. I hate Sadie stat checks me fucking garbage. All I'm doing is making it like for, so other people will start, calling characters stat checkers like mm -hmm. whatever right and this this is for anything right if i stop like fucking flaming my team in ranked games hopefully people who watch me will stop flaming their teams in ranked games right if someone's being a uh, misogynistic douchebag and i tell them hey man don't do that um maybe they'll fucking be like an asshole in chat that game but if every single time they're a fucking misogynistic asshole in game someone goes hey man that's not cool yeah they'll stop they'll fucking stop mm -hmm. <laughs> and and usually like the, the people who are, um, you, you know, kind of pushing that, that toxicity don't like, don't handle pushback very well. Right. Cause they don't typically get it, especially mm -hmm. if it's just like stop and not just like continuing to engage with it. Um, to where I think like saying like stop and then just like full muting is such a valuable tool. I like, I have found myself like turning chat back on a little bit and then I, regretted in a lot of games that i play um just because like it, it it just takes like one negative comment or something like even if it's just like a, a frustrating play like if i have a bad bartle and someone types something like that immediately just starts affecting how i play and how i'm going to 
you know, play fights out in the future when like Bardald is very, very polarizing. There's been some that I feel like legitimately have turned around games. Like I hit such a good Bardalt that we were losing and now we are winning. And then I have hit Bardalt that are probably the opposite. Like we were winning boy, howdy did I hit a bad Bardalt? And now guess what? We we've lost because of my, because of my old. And I think that's just like kind of the way she, the way she goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just think it's good to like create a positive community though. I, I'm like, I'm very happy with our community for the most part. Like there's definitely some things that I hope like we still get better on. Like um, I still think there is like an aspect of if someone is lower ELO and maybe gives their opinions, they maybe are valued less, even though they yeah. shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm even guilty of that. I was like laughing about that Malzahar post a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but like the reality is I think like we've at least created a community where because we feel this way, our community will feel the same. I don't think if anyone in our server posted anything like misogynistic, ableist, whatever, um, I don't think anyone in our community would be taking that lightly. I think people would hopefully push them away and condemn that. And yeah, I think I, we've created I, a community that does that. And I think I that's agree. like what League has to do. Imagine if fucking every single time someone is an asshole and Tyler one's a bad example, but like <laughs> X League streamers game, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, that's not cool, man. And then muted them. Yeah, exactly. Like it, so it would good. it would grow. Yeah, it, it would it would grow. Like there's definitely um some positives that would come out of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um awesome. Number 4? Yeah, number wait, number 3, sorry. Um f- women guess on the show if we are going to be talk- talking about an issue um or even just like in general, uh, I think would be a good discussion. Um, I, I feel like it's just really hard to get people to be guests on the show, period. Um, at least the people who like, this is going to sound maybe a little mean and it's not intended to, um, but the, the people who we feel like would be, um, like really good fits for the show, I'll say, um, you know, it can be hard to, to find some people and then just based on demographics, it'll be even harder to find, like a uh, person identifying as a as a woman um so it, wh- while that is a very very valuable p- perspective that you know maybe we can have one day um i feel like it's it like it would it, it is hard to find someone we are not like against it for sure like we, we'd love to it have it just doesn't feel like something we need on. to force right yeah mm-hmm. and then like, like- at, we i feel like we do a good job of acknowledging like hey we're all three straight white men who yeah you know, have a, a a very limited perspective on these things. Uh, and I think we've done a good job specifically with like um, voice chat of, of mentioning that. Yeah. And I feel like we do have like, like, like I'm not saying that me talking to my wife gives me perspective, but like, I know for at least for a fact, Nick and I, uh, I'm not sure how much Colton talks to like Rachel, that stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I know for example, camp, example, Kenny and I constantly talk, we'll talk about yeah, stuff like mm-hmm. uh, voice chat being a hot topic of discussion or for example, Gabby's casting, right? Like we talked about that a lot and I, I mean, I value her opinion. I think it helped alter my opinion. Um, and not to say that me talking to my wife gives me uh, this level of uh, prestige to talk about women's issues, um, but it's it's not like it's fully like close-minded, right? Like is like the reality. Mm. I, I value other people's opinions. I understand that like my opinion is this way. Um, I mean, I, I'm a fucking huge uh, uh, 
pro and I guess not pro anti voice or pro non voice chat because I think that like the amount of issues that for for not myself my yeah. like mm-hmm. gender my ethnicity um are are massive right <laughs> yeah for sure it's very easy to say like I want voice chat to be added as a straight white male you know who who doesn't have any. Who, if I get, if I get called, if I like, if someone wants to be mean to me online, they just tell me I'm like bad at the video game, not I'm a fucking woman or yeah, exactly. Some it's sort like of slur. my, my like, immutable characteristics are those that are very easy to make fun of, but very easy to like not be offended yeah. by, right? Because that, yeah, that history isn't there, yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, this is like uh, I think a, a good place to to say it. If there's someone who you feel like would be a good addition to the show and you'd like to hear us interact with them. I'm definitely open to us like getting suggestions, you know, no promises on if it's doable or um, if we'll have them on. But, uh, you you know, if there's a female voice that you would love to hear on the podcast, like I feel like we're, we're definitely down to, to reach out, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to anyone really. Um, So cool. Uh, and then last one, any tips for solo support trying to climb in low ELO ranked? Um, this it, is, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it's, <laughs> it is like a, it's hard because it, we haven't been there in, in a really long time, not to like flex or anything like that, but yeah. the game is like vastly different at lower ELOs than it is at higher ELO. I mean, you mentioned, we, we talked about it earlier where like Aurelian soul, you know, you were saying probably pretty bad now. Meanwhile, 54% in some of the lower ranks. I also think it's like way more stable in lower ranks than it used to be. I was always used to say always play mages support in lower elos. Um, support win rate is way more normalized in lower elos now, I believe, uh, from what I can remember. Mm-hmm. I still think stuff like brand is still pretty good, but like for the most part, like it's not like playing Zyra is like a fifty-four percent win rate character yeah. in Iron Bronze anymore, like it used to be. Um, I, I guess the one thing that I would just say is if you feel confident in your ability, you think that you are mechanically like say like say you're iron right now you're mechanically a bronze or maybe even low silver player then play proactive things right Mm -hmm. Uh, i think proactive things in ranked if you are actually above your skill level will result in really good things right like playing nautilus blitzcrank um mages Mm -hmm. even yeah engage character stuff that can like actually force plays that you think are good plays then that's great i mean like we always talk about it like you can play like maokai jungle and just be this fucking guy who kinds of places supportive style um but if you're good at the game you should be playing like the graves the, evelyn the fiddlesticks elises yeah. you know like mm-hmm. everything that just like hyper seals the game uh and that kind of applies to every elo and i think for support it's it's definitely true at lower elos like playing sitting back and playing um like lulu for example in iron you're pretty well taking your hands off the steering wheel and saying hey ad carry you better carry this game yeah right? i mean it's, it's not like not that lulu does nothing it's just that you're giving away a lot of your agency for the benefit of others right yes exactly your strength comes from empowering other players and like that empowerment is going to be less valuable when players are worse at the game you know if you're if you're playing lulu for faker it's probably like it, it absolutely is going to be a lot easier for you to win that game than if you're playing lulu for me right like <laughs> a great examples for a flex if, if if nick if you and i play bottom nick uh, and i'm supporting you i think i should be playing nautilus blitzcrank alistair not because you're shit ad carry yeah um, but I, I think that's like a good spot to play whereas if i'm playing support for dan who's our grandmaster yeah, mm-hmm. carry friend i think my 
choice of picking Alistar, Blitzcrank, Nautilus, whatever, is significantly worse than me choosing to just fucking play Lulu. Yes, there, there's like a, a benefit to him, the, the better player, saying, we are fighting now, use your abilities to make me a better player stronger, right? Versus like you saying to me, I'm going to look for our hook and we're going to fight now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good perspective to have. I guess the only other thing is once again I don't know I don't know you probably haven't looked up your account. Um, uh, other thing is like honestly just like watch a couple like support guides on like warding. I think uh, just learning the core spots of at different points in the game when you keep warding. Like you know their jungler started topside, um, and you're uh, you're you're obviously bottom of the game. Um, so you ward uh, river or tri bush at three minutes, right? Like learning just basic timings like that. Learning to have wards up before objectives. All these basic things that kind of like lead into this hidden level of value uh, are super super important to support you know i'm gonna say it stop buying so many pink words uh i think aiden <laughs> if you look at my if you look at my match history during uh during my climb to where i am now i think this is the fewest amount of pink words that i've ever purchased um Dude, i don't they're expensive i don't know if that's a one-to-one like you know I, I i don't know if that's entirely what to uh to attribute to it um but yeah they're expensive and they set you you back a lot, you know, if you consider like mandate is one that I'm really familiar with where it's a 750 combined cost, you know, 800 for Kindle gym, 950 for whatever that healing thing is, uh, heal and shield power. And then 750 to combine. If you're buying one pink ward, that's 10% of the combined cost, like by itself, you know, so Dude, when you're you averaging to, like two control wars a game, yeah, now, it's, it's great. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just stop buying them. Um, but, um, you, you, one thing that you brought up and, and why I mentioned that is like it it this is something that I was really guilty of. It does not help your team if you put vision down before an objective, but it is really like it, and it is easily cleared by the enemy team. Right. If you're like if you put words down in the perfect spot, like right before an objective, like it, it's awesome. But they have an opportunity to go through and clear it. And you're sitting, you know, 15 seconds before elder dragon spawns and you have no wards but you can't back to get any more like it does your team no good and you've actually made you know a really big mistake um and i think that's something that is is really important as well um also like i just just go to where the play is i think that is something that a lot of people like and, and less so in support because you don't you aren't focused on the gold that you miss out on but just going to like your jungler is going to invade you know your jungle is pinging that they want to fight for a rift herald like be there you know it is so important for like plays to be supported by your your team that i i think like even just giving up a wave for your your someone on your team making a proactive play and just being there is 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 worth it Right, like maybe not on the scoreboard, and maybe not on the like the gold calculator, or whatever. But there's going to be one fight where you're going to wish you had been there. And uh, you know, I had seen this in a um, <laughs> um, in a replay that I just did, where you, you know I think he had his recall interrupted and didn't realize it, so he was just sitting there for like 15 or 20 seconds, and then you know a couple moments before he was able to get there um you know he, he auto path back to to bot lane but those 15 to 20 seconds and then the auto pathing you know away from the play cost his team likely the game so it was um 
definitely something that like I would tell other people to to focus on is just, <laughs> just participate in plays. Like, look at the clip I just linked to you. It's this old clip from fucking mm-hmm. Riot Blouse Toys when he used to be a Riot. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of my favorite fucking plays. It's just like him, like hard carrying games, like twenty fucking five on uh, Irelia. Yeah, he's, yeah he's support just right fucking, now. Mm-hmm. She just there's support this rock just recalls in front of Elder while the enemy team is doing it, and he goes, "No, why is she recalling?" And That's insane. It's like oh, just, yeah. just, like, just being there. Like she, she, you can see in chat. She fucking pings that she has no wards, so it's yeah. time to back. No wards. <laughs> uh, she pings that she has no wards. Um. What is that? Sixteen seconds before the elder dragon is slain. Not even before it spawns. <laughs> before it's taken. Yeah. Just, Dude, just a fucking be, funny. Just clip. be around plays, especially as a support player. Like you don't need gold. You know, if you're if you don't proc your support quest for twenty five minutes, but you're participating in plays and getting blitz hooks, like no one is gonna care. It, you're you're gonna be making the right play by just being there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think those are those are sort of the big ones, um, and I think that's it for the show. So if you want to send us an email, it's mail ecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/kinglaurda.bluebasket and Leecast Frost. Tweet at us uh, at Leecast on Facebook. We Leecast. Visit our website leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg/leecast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com/leecast. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.